Welcome to episode number 21, Confidence. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast, episode number 21, titled Confidence. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Heck, Manny, and Gabe. And if you're new to the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We release a new episode every Tuesday morning. Thank you for joining us. Uh, This episode is titled Confidence. We will discuss things that we are confident in, building confidence in our children, the things we would like to be more confident in, and advice to folks lacking confidence. We wrap up the episode with quotes from the famous Norman Vincent Peale and Joe Namath. All right, I feel like that's like the third week in a row where we had quotes from NFL, uh, former NFL football players. Anyway, with that being said, we kick off every episode with a short story, and uh, since the title and the theme of this episode is confidence, I grabbed a short story titled Self-Confidence. All right, and I grabbed it from sitehr.com, and it goes like this. Once a fisherman was sitting near seashore under the shadow of a tree smoking his beady. It's an Indian-style cigarette. Suddenly, a rich businessman passing by approached him and inquired as to why he was sitting under a tree smoking and not working. To this, the poor fisherman replied that he had caught enough fishes for the day. Hearing this, the rich man got angry and said, Why don't you catch more fishes instead of sitting under in the shadow wasting your time? The fisherman asked, What would I do by catching more fishes? Businessman You can catch more fishes, sell them, and earn more money, and buy a bigger boat. The fisherman, what would I do then? Businessman, you could go fishing in deep waters and catch even more fishes and earn even more money. Fisherman, what would I do then? Businessman, you can buy many boats and employ many people to work for you and earn even more money. Fisherman, what would I do then? Businessman, you could become a rich businessman like me. Fisherman, what would I do then? Businessman, you can then enjoy your life peacefully. Fisherman, isn't that what I'm doing now? So, what's the moral? You don't need to wait for tomorrow to be happy and enjoy your life. You don't even need to be more rich, more powerful to enjoy life. Life is, at this moment, enjoy it fully. As some great men have said, riches consist not in the extent of my possessions, but in the fewness of my wants. Um, so that's that story on self-confidence. And I believe the underlying, you know, what the question said, moral, that was still part of the short story. Uh, I guess the the author was trying to explain, you know, why that was, you know, such an important short story. But for me, what I took out of it was the fisherman was not only confident in what he did and his ability Because if you caught enough fish, that means in his mind, tomorrow, I know I'm going to catch, again, enough fish. So not only is he confident, but he's happy. He's satisfied. He's fulfilled. When the businessman then asks him, you know, why don't you go out and catch more fish? Because then you can get more boats and hire more people and become a rich businessman like myself. 
And then why why would I do that? And then he says, so you can be a successful, or what does he say? Oh, so then you can enjoy your life more peacefully. And then he asks with the most G question, isn't that what I'm doing now? Yeah. Right? Isn't it though? Yeah, that's, that's it dope. was it was just it was fantastic. Like yeah. I love that. So this this fisherman, I felt in, in my eyes basically had more confidence than this wealthy businessman. Yeah. Because wealthy businessman was getting angry at something that he was seeing that had nothing to do with him which in turn if anyone ever studied personal development that's a first sign of uh, insecurity on yourself yeah whatever you get pissed off at what you see in people it's something that's bothering it's you reflection on right them. it's not bothering them that's why they're doing right. it exactly so if you see something that's bothering you it's an internal reflection there's something buried deep inside you that that's killing you for some reason yeah um, it's almost like the guilty conscience kind of thing goes on. Like yeah. somebody feels something like they blame something on you, but it's really them that have that guilty feeling that they did something. Yeah. The funny part was the whole moral of this whole thing was the businessman wanted this guy to live peacefully. Meanwhile, that's what he that's was what he already was doing. doing. Yeah, absolutely. So what's that say about the businessman? He's not living peacefully. Yeah, exactly. He himself is not hard. living. Right. He's striving yeah. for that moment. but Right. And thinks that he hasn't achieved yet, but he—that's what he's aiming for. Right. All right. So <clears throat> there you have it. Also, I, I want to make comment on that last—the uh, moral part where the uh, author says at the, the last line, "As some great men have said, my riches consist not in the exist the extent of my possessions, but in the fewness of my wants." Hmm. Right. So it's the wants, not the necessities. So you, of course, they have everything they need. But the less that they actually wanted, the better off they were. Right. And that has nothing to do with money, though. Right. You realize yeah. he said great men. and say wealthy men. Right? Am I right? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. No, That's correct, sir. It says great men. It, it's, it's, it's what we want that seems to kill us every single day. It's not what we need. Right. What we need is different. Right? We right. need water. We need food. We need shelter. We need clothing. That's different. That's not a lot of the times that's, you know, killing us. It's the wants. It's the, because then we go from the basic necessities to the size of the necessities and then we make them our actual necessities, right? So we don't need a house per se. We can live inside a tiny apartment, right? right. Um, but then we buy a house and then we want a bigger house or we want to improve on the house. And then we are angry at ourselves because then we cannot afford if you're in a situation then all of a sudden you get in a jam where you can't afford the mortgage as to say and then you're mad you're saying like there's you know that's a that's a necessity well no in you know generally speaking it is a necessity but you could have you know slimmed down and, and right. got something more affordable right you, uh, you can cut back on all the extras right you turned your need into a like what you wanted interfered with the actual need does that make sense yeah and it, it reminds me of now this, if you guys see this new like tiny house nation thing that's going on yeah, now. Yeah, that's cool. I've these seen people that. are building these really small homes, you know, like by eight by 12 or whatever. I think the, the basically the height has to just go by, I guess, as tall as whatever a Mack truck is on certain routes because they have to get through bridges and stuff like that if they're actually traveling. Aside from that, they're doing these wild things, pretty cool stuff. I don't know. Can any of you guys ever do that? I feel like I can go on a vacation doing that. I don't know yes. if I could live like that. I'm no, not sure. I, could, I couldn't live like that. I think well, heck, you have 15 I have, kids. Yes. That also has 20 kids. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would have 15 of those houses. Yes. I would you would have a houses. village. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would actually have a little town. You'd be the mayor, though. That's good. <laughs> and, and I'd lose every time. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, I don't. I don't know that I could live in something like that. I mean, like you said, for vacation maybe, like just for like the experience behind it. Yeah, would probably be fun. But on a day to day basis, like no. I see, I've seen the show before, and I see these people. You know, that's this is their house. And they they're content with that. I don't know. We only see them when they're building it and the the, the initial reaction. That's just like when you buy your your house. You're just or you get into an apartment or something. You're just you're just excited. To be honest with you, it almost to me it looks. And this is out of zero experience, so you can blast me all you want. It looks uncomfortable. The the one couple didn't even have literally didn't have a place to put clothes at. And okay, I understand you're a minimalist or whatever, and you have like four shirts and whatever. But then you're traveling everywhere, so you're going to need like bigger coats. You're going to need stuff right. to actually be. Yeah. That's a necessity. You, you're not going right. to go out in a jacket when it's you know you're visiting Alaska. Um, they <laughs> literally had no storage space. Like they're using the, like whatever the cab of the truck for where their clothes were. Yeah, that's the part I didn't understand was like, you always need like random you know like the clothes and like stuff seasonal stuff all that stuff like especially if you leave live in, a, in an environment where. The seasons do change. If you live in somewhere it's like you know, maybe like California or somewhere, it's not as dramatic. And sure, right. you can probably survive on minimal like cho- clothes changes and stuff like that. But yeah, if over here we can never do that here because you need a full wardrobe for all four seasons essentially. Right. But now, are we being the businessman in the story, and they're just the fishermen? Could be. I don't know. So how I like to help facilitate the conversation is. Um, I go to dictionary.com and I define a few words. And since this one, this theme of this episode is titled confidence, I define confidence. They have it as belief in oneself and one's powers or abilities. Um, I also defined the word assurance, which is a positive declaration intended to give confidence. So now that we have uh, those things cleared up, uh, we have the confident fisherman story and I just want to have to, I just want to have a basic question, just in general, is being confident um, a generally speaking thing? Like you're a confident person. Now I'm just asking for you guys' opinion. Or do you feel it's a situational thing? For example, you're confident in things, certain things of your life. Well, I mean, or or is, or you guys just think it's just a, you know, like a umbrellas umbrella word I, no I situational think, i think it'd be a combination I think, of i like, think it's a combination yeah because like i mean you can, you can be confident like in yourself in terms of like what you can do but also like like uh, like for like the second um uh, one of the things i was like i know like me i'm not confident in, like maybe speaking in front of people and stuff like that so like right certain situations like, but i'm confident like in who i am and like certain like, hobbies and certain things i can speak fluently on yeah but like certain aspects of it yeah but there's like situation i was like yeah, being in front of people like freaks me the heck out. But so I'm not as confident in doing something like that. Although, like sometimes when you get in the realm of it, you can kind of like you break through the first initial part of it, and you kind of get comfortable as you get along with that. But it sort of depends. I, I so, so comp, so you you're drawing confidence, which there's not right or wrong. I'm just I'm clearing this up from strengths. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. That's yeah. it's the only way to be confident. I'm only confident in things I'm good at. So if, yeah. if it to ask the question, you know, what are you confident? Whatever I feel like I'm good at. So yeah. if I feel like I'm good at something at work, I can walk into a meeting and I had to talk about that. I got all the swagger in the world. If you're taking me to a whole other department and have me explain their department and their, let's just say their expense report, I'm going to be completely not confident, no swagger. 
I'm just going to mumble over my words and just hope to God it finishes and I don't sound like a complete buffoon. Yeah. So, I mean, confidence comes with what, what you're good at. So, it is situational because yeah. not everybody's yeah, good at everything. So, in so, my opinion, anyway. I don't know. I like two two things you just said. You said confidence is what people people are good at, are good at. Right. But initially, are I they? loved it. You said... Are what? But are Right. They? You said what I feel that I'm good at. Yeah. Because well, let's go to the classic example of like American Idol when people are trying yeah. out in the beginning and they're awful yeah. and they actually are confident in their abilities they because they feel that they're good. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's the strength, right? It's it's gathered from the strength that they actually have this genuine feeling that they are good. Mm-hmm. Not to say that they are or they're right, not. Right. Yeah, um, that goes to like going to like a karaoke bar. Some people are confident just to go up there and sing. They sound terrible, but right. they're good enough. They they feel good enough in themselves to just go up there and just do it, no matter no matter what they sound like. Right. Yeah, that's 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 a really good point. Heck, were you saying? Were you gonna say something? Oh uh, yeah, lack of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has no <laughs> confidence. <laughs> he just shot me down. <laughs> Great, dude. He said it so subtly, it just made me realize again. Lack of confidence. All right, oh, so shot me down. All right, so what? All right, so basically, so we're grabbing it from feelings. We're grabbing it, you know, from we think what we think our strengths are. That builds confidence. Okay, so that being said, what are you guys confident in personally? And or do you feel like you're a confident person in general? Since we're we're saying that it's kind of a mixture of both, like. A confidence person in general um like what what exactly when you say oh look at it like he walks confident like he walks proud what is it like like when you see somebody look at him he's all like like he's like you could tell he's like a confident person by the way they're walking does that like oh uh, yeah you can there's a lot of, I mean, well, to me, there's a lot of things. Yeah, there's people who walk with confidence, right? Their chest like a, are poked out, they have like they, an air of right? Yeah, they have air, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's part of it, but I mean, also, like, that's just, like, the physical part, but then there's also, like, when someone, you talk to someone, you could tell if they're looking at you in your eyes, you could tell by their handshake, if they right, look yeah, down, yeah. if their shoulders are slouched, and that's, I, like, bad conversation, that, bad posture. I, uh, I, I, like, feel the confidence in a person by their handshake, like you just said, like, when I meet someone for the first time, and you hit, you give them a handshake, and it's, like, weak, I don't know. I feel like they're not a strong person. Like their personality or their their, their their actual person isn't a strong person. Not like strong as in like muscle man strong, right. but like a confident person. As there's in just speaking. no presence. There's, there's no yeah, presence. Like, eh, yeah, but just, just to to speak on that, guys. Whoever you, you guys who are out there wanting to arm wrestle every time you shake your hands, please stop. Seriously, yeah. mm-hmm. it's that so obnoxious. Yes, because. That has nothing to do with showing your manliness. Actually, it shows an obnoxiousness. Yeah, somebody about actually you. grips you. Like you shake their hand, they you're grip gripping, your hand. No, yeah, you you're don't have to also do that. <laughs> how we're always talking about. You have to find that happy medium. Just firmly shake someone's right. hands. It's not an solid. Arm you don't have to crush someone's hand. Right. Just you also shouldn't have a sweaty, limp hand when you're shaking someone's <laughs> hands. That's also just weird to shake. It's literally like you're oh, shaking the hand, hand of a chicken. Shaking, yeah, shaking a fish or something. Yeah, you're like oh, oh, oh. what's going on? But dude, stop arm wrestling people when you're shaking yeah, your hands. True. Seriously, it's obnoxious. It's actually it's an obnoxious. It turns me off. It really does. Like when I'm having a conversation, I'm all I'm thinking is like, dude, you just all my knuckles. I mean, all my yeah, knuckles just touched each other. And now they're fractured. <laughs> for what? What are you proving? Like it almost seems like a sense of insecurity for some reason. Right. Exactly. It's, it's overcompensating over, over, for something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. And then that they talk sense. faster, talk louder, and it's like, where are we going with this conversation? <laughs> they're aggressive. Yeah, just yeah, for no if reason. You want a sandwich from Seven <laughs> yeah. Eleven. 
20, 20 minutes later where you're both looking at each other like, well, like what the hell just what happened did? here? You know what I mean? Were, were we just arm wrestling? Yeah, right. I'm going to say what that. Happened? Next time someone grips the crap out of my hand, I'm like, dude, are we arm wrestling here? Because yes, one time some dude's like, oh, shake your hand like a man. I'm like, dude, there's a difference. And we, we It wasn't an argument. But I'm like, dude, there's a difference between shaking like a man and shaking and shaking like a, um, I, I don't want to even use the word. A jack off. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, just like. It's un it's unnecessary. You're like, you're, you're being an idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even know what else to say. It's just why are you shaking someone's hand that hard? Right. Plus, here's the other thing: you don't know if someone can't is physically. Yeah. You're actually harming them. You don't know. Right. Sometimes somebody could have just like hurt their hand Dude, or something, and then you're crushing their hand. You are hitting it right. I did that to Jen's uh, my wife's um, uncle, who's eighty some years old has arthritis, <laughs> but is uh, was a marine or was in the army, right? So, you know, I associate army with like tough ass people, right? I went Confident. in, yeah, well, I went in like, he's going to know I'm the man, you know, like, yeah. bam, I hit him and I squeezed it and he like tensed up and you could see the ar- the army training, like he wanted to cry, but he didn't, like he held it together. He shakes my hand now and gives me fingers. Like, and I feel bad because I'm like, damn, the first time set it off. <laughs> what an impression. Yeah, like you I was, are that guy, man. Yeah, no, I was that guy. that guy. I don't do it anymore. That's why that's Jim Lee brings it up he and I start like to laugh. To he literally bring, gives me his four fingers <laughs> and, and like grabs my hand. Like he beat, he beats me to get to him and grabs my fingers and shakes it. So you I guys now so have like a secret hand. A secret hand. secret hand shake to sassafras. This is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, I'm the one who's got a bent. I got the bent wrist at the end. I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? But no, that you're absolutely right. That, oh, that, that has happened, and that's that great. has happened. That's funny. So at one point, you were very strong with your shakes. Yeah, like almost ignorant. I would say just yeah. just oh, just exaggerated. Like it's for just, what? Now was it purposely or or was it that's just? No, no. I'm gonna give you a hard. Well, he shake said right? it though. You kind of did allude to it. You said he's gonna know I'm the man. Yeah, you right. Took the well, crap out of a lot. Turn. And and again, that was right out of college. And you know they college teaches yeah. you all the yeah you know go in there confidence like take it easy bud like just go in there like like who you are you don't yeah, have to exactly. overdo it you know just you can be abso- you yeah absolutely you can yeah, absolutely yeah. be confident yeah exactly <laughs> arm wrestle so much oh my it's god it's hysterical so. are we arm wrestling right now yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious the next person shakes my hand like that that's great in fact if someone's trying to be funny i'm about to just start giving people pounds from now on I feel like now they just said that people are going to start trying to You know to what? Some guy did that to me the one day. I, w- I was at the bank. <clears throat> I was doing something, and I walked out. He he started talking to me, and I was like, oh, you know, it was good. To, it was a pleasure being around in your presence or whatever, and I went to go shake his hand, and he backs up, and he's like, uh-uh, I don't shake anyone's hand. I forget what the reasoning was. Probably germaphobe. No, and it wasn't germaphobe. It was something. I forget what it was, but he gave me a pound. He's like, I, I greet everyone with a pound. That's interesting. It, it was, I forget what it was for, but yeah, that's what he's... That's Dude, so handshakes weird. are so weird, though, man. Yes. I just, I just happened to me yesterday. I went in for like the regular, professional, traditional handshake here in America. Just like you extend your hand, and all fours are pointing at that person. Mm-hmm. And they went in for kind of like the side. The oh snap, homie! What did John? you do? What did you do? I it went right in between. It landed before I can think of what was happening, mm-hmm. and then we went like this, and then. With like you're sho- walking down the street, our shoulders, <laughs> <holding> hands. <laughs> you know how you kind of that that kind of that kind of bring, like, bring his bring brings the shoulders, it in, bring it and in, yeah. shoulders kind of go, and you're like to the side or whatever. Well, I guess we both sense the awkwardness of the shake. So then, not to make it even more awkward, we half like kind of brought it in, oh. and our shoulders didn't even touch. Right. And then he looked up, I looked down, and everybody, you know, our man, and walked away. Oh, so and it com- was in a professional, you know, like yeah. environment. Awkward. 
It's great. <laughs> Brutal. It's great. Brutal. You know what's funny about that? I thought about it all day. <laughs> it was so awkward. Oh, that's, that felt bad. That's it a good even, moment, man. It really wasn't even any of our fault. We just went for... I'm like... Was man, this at work? Yeah. yeah. So you, I'm like thinking of the environment that I'm in. What did you learn from it? If you to, thought to about laugh, it all day. To laugh. I, you have to laugh at yourself. There, No one was at fault. It was kind of one of those things where it was like that's funny you have to just go with it's awkward sometimes because yeah, you don't, happen, you don't you know can. what to expect you 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 i went with what we did before yeah you procure <laughs> from that that whole thing from that experience you procured a, a philosophical like uh, okay i'm just gonna laugh at it meanwhile i would have thought about it and been much more tactical next time i see this dude we're going in thumbs hard and i'm gonna be open like <laughs> cup fit just in case both happen or yeah you're like bring it in bring it in bring yeah, it in. yeah. <laughs> you make it really make weird. sure yeah, well i mean i think next time i'll try i'll kind of wait for him to put out now i'm aware of it <laughs> yeah and i think he's aware of it so then both probably just gonna like uh, all right um, you always just high go five. for the high five <laughs> high can't five. go wrong with a high five yeah just go how about with that. how about the handshake when you're about to go up to someone you give them the hand you're about to give them the handshake they're giving you pounds then you you put in a pound it. and they open their hand and next yeah. thing you know you're like grabbing their fist yeah. and shaking it <laughs> it's like I just open close your fist. open close <laughs> that's funny that's definitely great yeah you gotta love handshakes. There, it is so bizarre. It's great. They're yeah. confident. Yeah, that was a great way to bring it back, heck. We got the, the handshakes. Handshakes are confident. I, I'm still confident in my handshakes. It's just that it happens. There's nothing you can do. It just it happens. Yeah. So aside from handshakes, is there something that you guys are confident in? Let's just take out. Are you a confident person? Is there something? What I know, there's something that you guys are all confident. In. What are you confident in? Is it just and and try to. Something different, maybe something we don't know. Obviously, not you know. You guys are gonna say, "Oh, it or something." Is there anything oh, else man. that you're you you're, that. you're confident in that we haven't talked about or we don't know? Yeah, I've met, I've met some famous people, you know, like Cedric the Entertainer, and, and like personally met them. Um, I'm confident in meeting like celebrities. I'm not because you met more than one. We no. met more than one time. No, explain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, so it's out of experience. Yeah, out of experience. It's just, but you know, the first time you meet somebody, you know, people kind of tighten up or get nervous. I don't really. I'm just like, I don't. I don't know. I just continue to be me, and I'm confident in meeting whoever, like, because I'm comfortable with myself enough to just either have a conversation that they want to have, or you know, make something up on the fly and just talk to a person. Like, I don't know. I don't. I feel confident meeting whoever the hell it is. It could be Barack Obama. Me and him are going to fist bump and not handshake and be like, "What's up, man? How's life?" You know, and I could meet that guy and not get overwhelmed or starstruck. Yeah. I don't even know if that's something to be confident in. I mean, I, I, met, I met a couple people, and these are obviously not on that, you know, the examples I'm going to give is I met Bucky Lassick, and I met, um, they're just two that just popped up in my head that I would kept thinking about, like, what am I going to say to them? What the heck am I going to say to them? Like, it wasn't that I was like, I feared them. It was just like kind of... I don't, is the first time I'm going to say something to them and what's it going to be? I'm like, yeah. what am I about to yeah, say right cause now? Because he, he was one of your childhood. Yeah, like I played, you know, person. like I looked up to Bucky Lassick, literally. And he was the one who I, you know, when the Tony Hawk stuff came out, actually yeah. it was probably before the Tony Hawk games came out. Um, we're watching X Games and stuff. Bucky Lassick was like the man for me. So when I saw him, this is, this is, you know, beyond skateboarding. This is now he's like racing like the Subarus or whatever. So I saw him up at the uh, Philadelphia car show like two or three years ago. And, uh, he was there and I'm like, and I, I said something like, 
smooth as anything. It was like you would have known, I guess it was, you know, oh, I asked him, so man, you done with skateboarding? What's up with this? Whatever. And he, we used to have like a regular little conversation. He's like, no, 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 whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it was like short, brief. I'm like, all right, let's take this picture. I know you got a lot of people going, boom, and it was done. It was over with. But in the back of my mind, I felt like I can have, like, it's kind of what you're saying. Like, yeah. I have the confidence. I don't fear people. I don't ha- I don't right. get starstruck. I'm just like, kind of like, I'm always laughing at myself. Like, when the hell are you about to say to this person? Right. Like, you never met them. This is the first time you met them. You have all these things you want to say. I think that's what it is. There's so much stuff I want to say because I followed it for people I look up to or, you know, kind of respect, I guess. Not on that level, but equally to was, um, to some extent, it was Danny Garcia, the uh, the boxer. When I met him, I was just laughing because kind of on the, the retro, it was I just saw him on TV, watching box, always rooted for him, whatever. But I didn't really know him like as I as much as I knew, you know, or was a fan of Bucky Lassick for so many years. So that was kind of, but it was the same thing. You know, we started talking, he's like, wait, 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 because my brother Goose took the picture. He said, are you guys brothers? Dad, you guys look alike. And we just... The conversation once again went smooth as anything, short, sweet. It wasn't weird. It wasn't awkward. Normal handshakes, and we both went our separate ways. Uh, those are the two that pop up in my head. I guess I don't know if it's because they went smooth, but you, when you said that, I just thought of them. Um, that is funny. So I don't even know if I'm confident when I'm talking. I'm just I'm confident in myself. I think. Yeah. So I don't know if it's me confident in meeting people per se, because there still is something like in my gut that happens. Like a, oh, here it goes. What are you about yeah. to say? I'm just laughing at myself half the time, really. Because um, it doesn't even have to be that extent. I met someone who's a, a public speaker that I didn't know. Um, and these people were like building this guy up. I never met this guy. I never heard of him. And then I got like that pit in my stomach. And then once again, I started laughing at myself. I'm like, dude, because here's the thing, too. My thing is first impressions. We always, always talk about first impressions. Sure. You never get another first impression, right. ever. Right. Um, so it's more what I put on myself, I think. Yeah. But it, it, I think it's funny. If you see me meet people for the first time, there probably should be a show. It's probably funny as hell. Some stuff I say is like, what? Where did I just get that from? I don't even know. It's funny. I don't think I'm confident in that, though. That That's pretty cool that you're confident in that. Because hmm. it, it could be awkward. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like it's like meeting like your girl's dad, your parents for the first time. It's like oh, I was the man at that. Love that. Yeah. Super confident in that. Couldn't but wait see, to go see I was parents. I wasn't confident in that. I was con- that, see. It goes back to I'm confident in myself. Yeah. Like I know who I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so what I mean. I, that, the first yeah, stems from Absolutely. right. So I was like confident, but again, I'm still laughing. Like I didn't sit there and like prepare <laughs> anything. Like prepare like oh, what kind of conversation? I'm like I'm just I'm just gonna go with the flow. Whatever's there is there. Right. Then right before we're walking into this house. My stomach dropped. I'm like, oh man, what the hell? Am I actually doing this? And then we walk in and then it just leaves. Because then right. I'm being me. Right. But I think it's just the build up. Yeah. I mean, I think I make myself, yeah, you know, you overthink and whatever. Overhyped. But that you can't. So so you're, you love that? You fed off that? I loved it. I couldn't, <laughs> not, I couldn't wait to meet parents. See, I, I, I have confidence man. meeting the mothers. It's the fathers that I kind of. Because I, I sometimes feel like fathers look at me and I'm like, oh, another. Cool yeah. guy, Mr. Tough Guy over here, come yeah. and meet my daughter. Right. So it's like I kind of I know I'll win the mothers every single time. That was my confidence. But when it comes to the fathers, I always ha- I felt like I had to prove something. Prove something to them, like tell you know, show uh, them yeah. like yeah, I got a job, I do this. I hand them a resume. Yeah, hand them a resume and break it down to them. Like that was that was where I you know felt not so confident was talking to the actual dad. That's funny. Yeah. 
I think for me personally too, I guess it, I'm, I'm very confident in myself, like carrying myself. I can carry myself with a presence and not feel any insecurity that is so high that it's messing with my thoughts. Because I'm confident yeah. in who I am right. and what I do and all that stuff. So when I stand, I can stay on my chest poked out. I can have a conversation with literally anyone. Anyone, anything. Um, yeah, and, and be fine. You could drop me in a room of absolutely no one I know and I'll have a conversation. I'll probably make a couple friends, come out with phone numbers for future you know, business transactions or something like that and like if and have a ball. Now, not everyone's like that. Me and no. my wife are complete opposites. Me either. Yeah. Uh, my, my wife will s- scurry away in a corner or whatever and just find someone that she knows or whatever. There's nothing wrong with any of the two. It's just that's just our personalities. Um, I do, however, believe that you can build on them. So I was never, o- I wasn't always that confident in myself. I felt like over the years, in the last 10 years, I became more, even more confident in myself, but not in a conceited and cocky way. Just, um, this is, I guess, I guess I can go into the tip. Um, I'm confident in the strengths, how we were saying before, in the preparation that I have done over the years. Mm -hmm. The best example I I was, I was going to give was, uh, taking an exam. So think about you're in school, you're in, you know, whatever, whatever grade you're in. And there's a test that is major, can be, I guess, determining whether you move on to the next, you know, level or whatnot. And like a final exam or midterm or whatever. And let's say you studied for months on end for this test. You walk into this test. What's the feeling? Um, versus, some people are still like, I'm not confident. Uh, versus you knowing this is going to be everything and you put no effort into studying and you walk in. And I'm sorry, majority speaking. Some people are naturally gifted and someone's like, oh, we're used to it. But, um, which reminds me, in high school, we were so cocky. This was cocky. This is not confidence. This was cocky. I used to take a test. This was, it was jokingly, but it's just funny when I think about it. I used to take a test. I'm like, might as well not even grade this. Is the answer sheet. Use this. Like, I would hand my test in. But being fun, like joking around, like all the guys would laugh or whatever. It was funny. We said it every time. It was a uh, math class. But uh, I just thought of that. <laughs> I said that. Like, you don't have, This is the answer sheet. Might as well just, you know, greet everyone off this. Um, but you see what I'm saying? With uh, When it comes versus how confident are you? I mean, how prepared are you? Yeah. So it's in preparation. So my confidence comes into preparation. I worked on myself all these years. It's like the old uh, quote saying that, um, we are the marble and the sculptor. That's why change hurts so bad. So we're sitting there with this literally ching, 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 changing ourselves because we are the mold, but we're doing it to ourselves, but we have to if we want this beautiful creation. So it's in that preparation is what I'm confident in. It's not that I'm just a cocky person as I walk in, oh, I, I run this. We could be, You could be talking about um, you know dresses and tiaras, which I know nothing about, but I'm confident in me. I'll figure out something. I'll get, in, in my mind, if we go back to like the competitiveness or whatever, I know I'm good at certain things. Maybe I can use one of those strengths here. I can apply it here. That's what I'm confident in the preparation. So in naturally, I am confident um, in the preparation. So if to, to tap into immediate confidence, just think about all the prep that you've done and look back at what you're not preparing at. And I'm telling you, that's where you lack confidence. 
is because you're just not, you haven't put any, not that it's right, not that it's wrong, not that you didn't even, you might not even have realized that's what you weren't, you didn't do. Same thing with Manny was saying, like walk into a meeting that you didn't prepare for and you got to yeah. give a presentation yeah. in front of the CEO, uh, the big head honchos, you know, all across the globe and they're all there and you're given this crappy presentation versus one that you study for. You have handouts for everybody. You have a PowerPoint slide. Well, I don't even think people use PowerPoints, but whatever. You have like this great presentation. You know, there's a big difference. You're going to be way more confident also because you're going to know what you're talking about. Right, right. That's like Absolutely. me telling you, give, give a public speech, heck. Give a yeah. public speech on um, horse racing right now. And it has to be 45 minutes, right? Versus give a public speech on your life story. Right. You're going to be way more confident oh, in, you know, your absolutely. life story. So if you just think about your life story and then when you're there in the moments of insecurity, do how I was doing with the handshake or right before um because I didn't prepare for meeting these people, just kind of like did some small laugh at yourself. So being confident in that all these awkward dots or all these insecurities or all these situations are lessons and are part of your preparation for down the road you get to laugh at them and be more confident does that make sense yeah 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 Yeah, i mean i just think i just wanted to put because it's we get so worked up and it's life is really too short to have stomach ulcers over worrying about stuff that we're so insecure about um because on the same tongue we're talking about focus on your strengths yeah so then just laugh at your insecurities or laugh at your uh, weaknesses. And if if you're not willing to do anything about them, you have to laugh at them. Yeah. Right? There's no point in being all upset about uh, whatever. So th- I just think either this is going to be a really good time about to meet this person or they're going to remember me as the most awkward meeting they've ever had. And I get to laugh about that. Just like that awkward handshake where right. I, was just, I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, we, I, I think the biggest thing is you got to learn to laugh at yourself. We're taking this way too serious. My my thing is um, when I go to work, every day is is always a, a, a curveball because when I get phone calls in, it could be random stuff. Like the other day I got a phone call or I got a ticket put in for myself to, um, to work on a projector. In my head, I'm like, I have no idea what. I'm doing with this projector, like how to set it up, how to do whatever. Right. But I walked in there, like I knew the one lady's like, "Oh yeah, this is the best uh, IT guy here, or the you know desktop support guy here." Oh, so you got hype. So but no, but I kept that cool, and I was just like looked <laughs> yeah, at the guys did. and just and yeah, I got a little smile. After. <laughs> but uh, but I went in there and I just started like literally, when you say just start pushing buttons, that's what I was doing until I got the screen perfectly clear. And set up, and I just walked out. I was like, "All right, well, if you need anything, just let me know. I'll, you know, I'll come back." But like, I don't show them that I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, I, I sh- when I walk into the room, like to fix something for them, I, I, even if I don't, I act like I know what I'm doing. Sure. And if I don't, and if I can't fix it, I'll say, uh, "I'll be back. I'm gonna go uh, make up some. I make something up. I'm like, oh, I gotta go check out the uh, the software, see if it's up to date. I'm gonna go back to my desk." Me too. I'm going back to my desk to figure out what the googling it or doing, figure something out so, on how to get. So why do you go in there so confident though, even if you don't know what you're doing? Because if I don't go in there confident, I feel like they can see that and they're like, oh, he doesn't know. Because it happened to me. Then somebody said, oh, you really don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and I looked at the person and I said, um, 
no, I'll be back. You know what? I'm going to get somebody that does know what they're doing, and I'll be back. And I never got anybody any... I never went or told anybody anything. I let it go hang, and the guy got angry at me because I didn't... Nothing got fixed because he wanted to be that arrogant to me. So I just let it go. So you got offended instead? Absolutely. I did get offended. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't let anyone... You got butt hurt. You got, yeah. yeah. A little bit, a little bit. You got a little boo-boo on that But, one. yeah, I mean, I guess that's just how I just... I don't know. That no, you know what? That that's very good, Gabe. I know you just said you did that too. Uh, oh. Walking into rooms or situations confident, even though you're not prepared, let's say, right? Um, I feel like does it works as like a spackle or like a, like yeah. a, it just kind of like smooths a couple things over that, and it puts you in a right mindset, feeling that you can accomplish this or you can overcome this. So you're saying someone probably fed that or, or fed that, smelled that on you, kind of like you know, like a like a primate or something you know smelling blood yeah they just smell the fear or whatever people sense that big time that's why they talk about posture um and the way you dress is huge because it changes not even just for yourself it changes the way people uh, receive you yes um that that's that's very big but i think too of like i guess what like hex says like someone's like especially i guess me and him are good in like the it realm is like they already have confidence in you going in anyway, so that kind of you kind of right. feed they're, off. Yeah, of that they're anyway. expecting you to fix it, and then that's what you're supposed to do. So, so you, you got to kind of. So you kind of fake, even if you don't understand fully, you kind of yeah. fake it until you actually actually figure it out. Because most likely you will figure it out anyway. Absolutely, amen. But you know what cracks me up is when you go so confident, you really don't know what you're doing, <laughs> and you walk out. <laughs> Dude, because I remember a heck like toasted one of our laptops at home or like our home computer. Computer. He was so confident what he was doing, and I'm just staring around. I'm like. Dude, are you, do you do this every day or not? Because you think, <laughs> the way you just roasted that computer was like it was the first time I you ever... I it down. My goodness. Yeah, so... All right, so we're, we're talking about the stuff that we are confident in. Is Now, let, let's, let's reverse that. Is there something that you wish you were more confident in? Um, I wish I was more confident in speaking. Yeah. Like, generally... Not generally speaking, but like... Um, I guess like when I meet someone for the first time, it all depends on how their reaction is. Like if it's like, and I know that like there's someone that they're important for whatever reason or wherever they're at. So you're not talking about public speaking. You're talking about communication. Communication. Yeah. I get kind of like tongue tied or baffled. I don't know. Sometimes I I make words up sometimes and I'm like, dude, what the hell? (laughs) Not to this guy. This guy's going to look at me like a fool. Yeah. But I wish I was a little more confident speaking and, and, and I don't know, I guess like. They, um, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I may still from time to time get like that, but I learned a while ago to have, I know this might sound so cheesy, but just bear with me to have one liners and one liners just as fillers. Um, cause there's sometimes people are like, Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, it's going good. Yeah. And then it gets weird. So then my one liner is like, you know how you do it. You got to take it one day at a time. It is what it is. And boom, they're like, yeah, yeah, I know, and it, it fishes it's off. Like an opener, kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah, or bridges like kind of to the next thing yeah. or whatever. Um, that's just an example, but I don't mean like one-liners, like pickup lines, just like mm-hmm. one-liners, like something like that, like like almost like minor, like icebreaker type stuff. Yeah, just small stuff, and and you mean it. Something you f- you got to figure yeah. out something that works for you that you actually do mean. I actually believe you got to take one day at a time. So I say, it. you know, it's one day at a time or whatever. Right. But that I, I was just saying that because that helped that helped me. So I looked at a bunch of like or watched people. I went on YouTube actually, 
And so like awkward introductions or whatever. And then they say like how to overcome. And that was one of the things that's gotcha. always stuck yeah. with me. It's like always have like pre one liners just in your mind. Like, you know, people always laugh when it's awkward. I'm like, so how about them Phillies? Yeah. How about them Yankees? Yeah. Whatever. That just, you're already, you're awkward. You just made it more awkward. <laughs> Everyone knows it's awkward. But if you're actually in a professional, what's it called? You obviously you don't want to do that. Right now, no, absolutely not. Yeah. That's or you awesome. say like, oh, so today's going by fast. Yeah, like that. <laughs> you say, uh, today's going by fast or, you know, something like that. You go on vacation this year. Yeah, or something just right, random. Yeah. Depends on the obviously the situation, situation or whatever. Where you're at, yeah. Or do you get caught in? Uh, there's one time I never met this guy high up ranking in our whatever in our system, and I met him for the first time. I had nothing in common with this guy. The only is that we had the same employer. That literally that was it. We had two different, totally different backgrounds, totally different ages, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just in the back of my mind I was just like. How was a trip here? Did you get caught in traffic? Because Philly's normally boom, 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 and you just went like that. You know, it's it's small stuff that whatever, and it led into this awesome conversation, though. Not that I was being disingenuous, or right. I don't even know if that's a word, whatever. But um, it, yeah, I, I'm just trying to go back to what you were saying, so you're more right, right. confident when you're talking to people. Look up, like, one-liners in introductions or uh, first impressions or whatever. I'm telling you, look on YouTube. It might sound weird. Talking, around, talking to myself. But uh, Walking around. <laughs> So, how's that weather out there? Hey. Hey. So, <laughs> preparation. That makes preparation. you a lot more confident. You're more confident. You know. No, absolutely. Is there anything you guys would like to be more confident in? Well, I kind of mentioned earlier, like, the speaking in front of people. Or I guess, actually, it's more, like, in a bigger group. Like, in smaller stuff like this, like, I'm okay with, like, communicating and stuff like that. Cause right. It's, obviously, it's a lot more easier to deal with. But, like, being at the center of attention is what, like, I guess, kind of, like, throws my mind off and I get like I'll go all crazy about it but yeah so I wish I had like a little more confidence in actually like being in front of like a, a group and you know being okay with it <laughs> yeah I think for me it's it's to be completely transparent it's actually being more confident more confident in my abilities I feel like I'm I'm pretty confident what I can do right but if I was more confident I would be producing more or having more better i don't know better results i don't i don't even know how to formulate this but anyway just more confidence in my ability i would just say that i guess guess it kind of goes back to what you said earlier like if if you have if you're in a position to speak in front of you have to be as prepared as possible so like if you're fully prepared then obviously it wouldn't be as big of a deal which is funny because now that um you know I, i i can do like small like group settings or whatever when it's when it comes to like public speaking um, that was something where I didn't ever want to do. Then I'm like, dude, this you have to do. You have a, you have a, you know, like a knowledge that you studied that has to be released, and people need to hear it. It's a positive message. It can transform lives or whatever. And um, ironically, I was not that confident. Why though? Because I had a bunch of ideas that were never put together to actually formulate an actual one message it was just this a bunch of information facts mm. and figures whatever just floating around one's brain that were never organized it's just yeah you know that's just like a very you know like a wise man or whatever but that doesn't mean anything when it comes to public speaking or getting a message across or getting a point across right so then i put something to get one well, actually still in the process of going back and re-engineering it a program titled uh, frustration to fulfillment 
And it's a general talk that I can give to anybody, to any group of people, whether it's teenagers, um, whether it's, you know, big businesses or whatever, and obviously cater it to their need. But you know how much more confident I am now than I was before? Because I actually have the specific message that I want to say. How can you go from complete frustration to fulfillment, living a fulfilling life? Um, Which I feel like everybody can hear even if they're already living a fulfilling life. So I'm confident now in that. Um, So that was it. And I think um, just working on something like that every day helps. But, you know, in prep in prepping yourself how do you guys how do you guys prep kids or what do you guys recommend how do you prep kids to build confidence um in your kids i don't know i don't know that like all right so i have 20 kids and of <laughs> the 20, number just keeps going up dude. and of 20 nova is the one that her confidence level is off the rocker like she does not care what you're doing what you could be looking at her and she's just gonna dance and she goes off she'll talk to you she'll like we went to this birthday party and we're looking for nova and she's out just mingling doing her own thing like no worries she does not care whereas the other ones are kind of mild like timid and kind of like gotta break the ice and stuff like that so like i know with that i don't i don't know if you train not train them per se but i guess a lot teach of them yeah a lot of that's personality teach, yeah the person yeah because i know some like like laney once she breaks the ice, then she's kind of open and, and she's kind of confident in what she's doing. Right. And I can see that. I think a lot comes from the parents too, though. They watch how you interact with people and they learn from, you know, because the first thing you do is you see people, right? You see True. whoever party you're going into and you say hi to them first. Yeah. And the kids actually watch that interaction and they get a lot of what they do probably from their parents. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's uh, part of discipline too. Um, how you all your entire reaction and 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 how you carry yourself in front of your children kind of manny was just saying um they're watching they're feeding off of but when it comes to them doing something wrong or whatever and you have to quote unquote discipline them how you discipline them and i mean the effectiveness it determines a lot of confidence so if a kid does something wrong and you have to discipline them are you berating them and they're two years old and you're telling them, you know, all these like awful words and you're basically cussing them out or are you showing them what they did wrong, explaining to them why, you know, we're, we're correcting, you know, the, or giving them discipline or whatever and then have a disciplinary action after that, mm-hmm. following that up. So it's kind of like they're confident because I feel like children have to be confident in trying new things. Sometimes it's let you have to let them mess up, right? The kid is not going to understand the pain associated with jumping off a couch and, you know, hitting his head on the floor. Right. Thank God it's rug if he hasn't done it before. And if we say, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, obviously they're going to want to do it. So at one point, you just got to let him go. Like, James, get down. Buddy, get down. And literally, I'm telling him to get down, walking over to, to, you know, to go get him, to bring him down. And he just jumps (laughs) while I'm saying get down. He rolls and hits his head. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he wasn't crying or anything, but he's sitting there rubbing it. He's like, all right, and I guess now I see that's why you're, I could have, you know, I'm like, are you all right, bud? Told you don't do that. That's why, that's why. And it kind of goes to the old, the old school thing saying like, dude, it's not that I don't want you to have fun. It's just that I love you. I don't want you to get hurt. Right. And right. I explain that to him. It's not that, you know, you want your kid to have fun jumping around. It's great. You were, we were all kids. Um, versus if I went in there, 
Come on, dude. Say exact. Stop doing it. Stop jumping up and down. Blah blah blah. Now it's a pain associated with that discipline. That's right. gonna kill a child's confidence in trying new things. If 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 they get a lifetime of that basically verbal abuse, they're not gonna be confident people. Yeah. Right? They're just gonna be kind of like, well, I'm not gonna try anything. I'm just gonna get yelled at. And there there goes the you know the body language, the slumped mm. over shoulders. Oh, yeah. I, and I, so I think if, for me, it's confidence in that sense. And then obviously, um, man, you, you were a coach, right? Or still mm-hmm. are, whatever, mm-hmm. for baseball, uh, for the kids. Mm-hmm. I remember you having you, you saying something about the kids' ability when they first started like catching the ball. And you said one of the coaches said that you don't just throw the ball at the kid and watch, make, you know, have him learn on his own there's a way that you can kind of throw the ball that would actually facilitate him catching it. Mm-hmm. And what's that doing? Building confidence. Right. So then when a ball comes crazy, he, he he's confident enough to go after it, right? Right. Well, then, well, I mean, all you're doing is building the, the confidence to go after it. Because a lot of kids who don't catch the ball and something comes at them, they never even try. Yeah. Because they haven't felt the confidence or that, you know, the warm, fuzzy feeling or the, the victory, so to speak. They haven't felt that yet. You know, mm. so if you get them to finally see and feel what victory is like, they're going to want to go after it because that's a feeling that everybody chases. So regardless of how, how hard the balls hit, you know, they'll go after it. A kid who's been successful will go after it again. And kids who don't have that confidence will just literally just stand there. And I'm talking that's young. That's at like four when you first start. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that that I mean, it's very important to like kind of stand there and throw it at their glove for them to catch it. Because, I mean, when you have confidence, things just come easier. It's just yeah. much more natural. It's it's easy. You're not thinking. You're reacting. And when you're reacting, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's better all the way around in yeah. every situation. So, heck, you have daughters riding bikes. Yes. Is there, how do, how do you get them to be confident in bike riding when you take off the training wheels or whatever? Well, I tried this past summer with Lainey and, uh. She was already fearful from the get-go. So she said, Dad, don't let me go. Dad, don't let me go. And I'm like, no, Lainey, I didn't let you go. I'm not letting you go. So she was so, I, I guess she just didn't have the confidence of, of the balance aspect of it. So she was depending on training wheels. So I guess in her head, mentally, she was thinking, I don't have training wheels. I don't have training wheels. I don't have training wheels. I don't have training right. wheels. I don't have balance. So she literally... I don't know what she did. She shifted her weight that she fell, and I flipped right over the bike with her and landed on the grass. <laughs> what? It was it was so ridiculous. And I was like, um, all right, well, I guess this is over. And I look at her, she's like, and she's like, Dad, don't let me fall. I was like, Princess, I didn't let you fall. You, I don't know what you did, but I fell with you. You pulled me down. Right. So then I went out and bought her the training wheels that they you actually hook it up to the bike, and you pull the pin, and they flip up. So that she, oh, okay. they're still attached to the bike, but they're, you know, you can put them on. So she's, she's gradually getting there and I made them uneven on purpose so that she can, so she's riding maybe, I don't know, it's probably made like half inch off each one. So the, the main tire sits on the cement more than the, the training wheels. Right. So when you let the bike go, it's leaning on one side, it's teeter tire. So that kind of gives that sense of balance for them. Right. If you know what I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. they feel they they'll know when they're on training wheels because you'll feel like the leaning. Right. So if they think it, you know, I gotta straighten it out, 
then they'll they'll know that they're riding the bike straight. So I got her doing that, but I haven't really had a chance to take her out for a long straight ride. That's the only way she's gonna learn how to do it. Because every time I go out, I have to take Nova, and uh, yeah. So it's always a train. So I gotta kind of have her just a one on one with her to get her to learn how to ride the bike. But I kind of got the method down on how to train her. It's just I gotta give her the time to one do it, and she's been caught up with other stuff baseball softball softball and dancing and stuff so hmm. yeah so i mean to to kind of bounce off that i think in closing with the the children thing i think we lead by example and confidence comes from what is already done let's just say within the family right, right. so a small example if you're if your parents and I'm speaking, um, you know, majority or just obviously there's this situational, but if your parents went to college and graduated from college and got a bachelor's degree, I would say a lot of kids automatically think that's the baseline. Like I got to automatically get, and I can, they're right. confident and they're, I'm going to get mom did it that that I'm going to get a bachelor's degree. Right. Um, and then, um, or if you had a family, uh, you came from a family who opened businesses or came from an entrepreneurship background, in your mind, you're confident in, well, if nothing, else, if everything else fails, I'm going to start my own business. And they're very confident. Whereas someone who has all the tools, let's just say, to start their own business are scared because no one in their family ever did it and they're the first time. It's kind of like stepping into the unknown. Yeah. So it's that knowing the more you know. Um, kind of thing, which all still goes back to knowledge is power. Um, it it gives that strength, which then obviously what we're talking about feeds into the confidence. But uh, leading by example as parents, as older brothers, as younger brothers, as whatever, doesn't matter where you are in the family tree. It's actually just establishing yourself and knowing that everyone's watching, right? For, for in a good or a bad way. I know last episode Goose just said, I think it was last episode or one before saying his role model, it was the one before, it was episode uh, 18, yeah. role, role, role model, or 19. Um, he said uh, that the, one of his customers said, my role model is my brother because of everything he did wrong, yeah. uh, which is like that harsh reality. But so everyone is watching, and I just think that knowing that we are an example, I think will give um, confidence you know, to ourselves and also our children. So if we walk around slumped around cursing underneath our breath, that's exactly what our kids are going to do. At least for the first part of it, everyone can change. Everyone has the ability to change. But their framework is what they call a paradigm. Their conditioning, Mm. that's what they're around. And you can only be around. Uh, You can only be with whatever you're around. Obviously, you have talents, but... I see Nova that way. Like, she's... Being, she's got her older sister Bella that loves getting on that trampoline and doing backflips and and doing all types of crazy stuff. So I see Nova. She goes out to the trampoline, and boom! What is she trying to do? She's trying to do what Bella's doing. She's jumping. She's belly flopping, trying to do flips. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, what in the world is she doing? And then Lainey, on the other hand, loves dancing. So Lainey's dancing, and Nova comes in and starts dancing. And it's like this girl just picks up off of what her older two sisters are doing. So I guess that's where her confidence level is coming in. It's like, oh, my sisters do this. I'm doing this. Right. So I think that's where her confidence level is actually coming in from, is from watching what they're doing, following their steps. Absolutely. So so was there anything, this kind of like goes, moves on to our last segment title, What Would You Do? 
Is there anyone that you know who you feel like should be confident in something that they're lacking confidence in? Um, for example, if someone's very artistic in, in let's just say, like painting-wise or something like that, but they don't, they don't think they are. But you see the potential in them. You see it's like you are way beyond average. You are excellent at what you do. This is your strength. This is your talent. This is, should be your passion, really. You should be more confident, but they're just like, what do you say to some someone like that? And I know we all have our actual insecurities, although we didn't talk about them here. I was just watching a show, uh, this preacher, he was talking about the, the three preachers that he admired and what he admired them for. When he had a conversation with them, it was... Their biggest strength and what he actually... So so one preacher he admired uh, for finances. This guy was like a multimillionaire, had enterprises all over the world, was just all-out entrepreneur. And he asked the dude, he said, you know, how did you get like this, right? And he said, because I grew up so poor that I promised myself... He's like, for the first 10 years of my life or something like that, I didn't have shoes. Literally, I was barefoot. I promised myself I would never live that lifestyle ever again. And then the next preacher was something like, he gives passionate two-hour seminars or sermons. So for two hours, he's like, he's sweating. He's like, sweat is profusely coming from his suit, jacket. And so he asked him, he's like, I love how passionate you are when you're giving your sermon. He's like, how did you get so passionate? And he said, it's because I never felt like I was good enough. My message never came across. So I kept like, I felt like I have to keep explaining myself. And, and it, it comes because I know what I'm talking about. So I feel like, a, and that's where, he, so he's like, it's, it's interesting where you're seeing, he's, he's thinking these are all their strengths and they're initially they're their biggest weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if we even, if anyone has an example, but I just thought that was super interesting. I don't know. I don't know. That was, that was, that was the one I thought of and it, in my mind it sounds so much better. But it's interesting because that's their weaknesses became their strengths. Is, is their what, biggest yeah. strengths. It's literally what people know them for. Yeah. So um, they turned the, po- the negative into the positive. Yeah. I mean, I think it was... Uh, what they felt as a negative. Yeah. Moses was like an, like a, had a speech impediment. Literally had a speech impediment. And a guy was like infamous orator. Like on the second half of his life. Um, so it was like his biggest weakness he had to overcome... Right, his biggest insecurity, he then just kept working on it and became confident in. And I guess the overall message is you can turn your insecurities or your weaknesses to your strengths to then become confident in them and could be your biggest blessing, right? Yeah, because that confidence comes from the ability to overcome such a large obstacle. You know, just say his speech impediment was a huge obstacle. Once you've overcome that, you feel like you can overcome anything. So, I mean, you just exude confidence at that point. Like, if I can overcome this, I can overcome anything. Yeah. Right. And that in itself is, you know, initiates confidence. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, it still goes back into, you know, you know what you went through. Exactly. That exactly. preparation. Right. Yeah. right. You're here for a reason. I saw a class graduate uh, nursing school before. And uh, the guy gave, you know, the speech... Was that called the valedictorian? Mm-hmm. He gave the speech, and he said, "When you're out there feeling insecure, know that you're there for a reason. That you graduated, and that in itself should give you confidence right. in carrying yourself with that you are an RN, 
right? You you are you deserve it. You earned it. Yeah. Um. So going back into reminding yourselves and that that kind of preparation that you went through, you you deserve to be where you are. Be proud of that. Embrace it. Um. I think that I think that's what I would say to someone who's not that you know confident in what they uh, probably should be in. It's pretty basic. Cool. All right. So with that, we will wrap this episode up with two quotes. Uh, the first one is from Norman Vincent Peale. This guy wrote The Power of Positive Thinking. It is a huge book. He wrote uh, The Power of Enthusiasm. This guy was an, actually a preacher, which is, and then he got into like the personal development stuff. You guys got to read his, his material is unreal. And th- dude, we're talking about this is old too. Uh, he says, believe in yourself. Have faith in your abilities. Without a humble but reasonable confidence in your own powers, you cannot be successful or happy, which is a very interesting point with uh, the happiness. Um, And then the second quote comes from Joe Namath. When you have confidence, you can have a lot of fun. And when you have a lot of fun, you can do amazing things. All right, so in this episode number 21, we talked about confidence We discussed the things that we're confident in, building confidence in our children, uh, the things that we would like to be more confident in, and advice to folks lacking confidence. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Norman Vincent Peale and Joe Namath. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Rotated Views podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.